are Locked On Tar Heels, your daily podcast on the UNC Tar Heels, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Park the sound at your favorite Tar Heel voice. Welcome to Locked On Tar Heels. As always, it's a great day to be a Tar Heel. I'm your host, Candace Cooper. Thank you so much for joining me today. Do yourself a favor. Make sure you download and subscribe to the podcast from anywhere. You can also join the fun via Twitter by following at Locked On Heels or me personally at Candace D. Cooper. So here's what I have on tap for you guys today. When you win big, you get big awards. And that's exactly what these guys from the football side of the world did. And we're going to talk about that, their ACC honors. We have got to discuss Carolina versus North Carolina Central. That basketball game happened over the weekend. And we still saw some repeat offenders with things that we're trying to work on. So let's have that conversation. Finally, we've got women's basketball news to discuss here Unlocked on Tar Heels. All right, hope you guys are having a great start to your Tuesday. If you are not yet enjoying some of the sunny weather that we're getting here in North Carolina, go outside and get some fresh air. It is a great day to have a good day. North Carolina handed Miami one of its worst losses in school history. As I remind you from yesterday, they had the most rushes, rush yards allowed. It was the most total yards allowed. And it was the first 60-plus point game allowed this century against the Hurricanes. Now, when you put up great performances like that, more than likely you'll have players receive ACC honors for the week. Carolina happened to have five. So we're going to go over just how good these guys did on Saturday. Sam Howell, to kick things off, he posted a passing, rushing, and receiving touchdown in Saturday's win, 62-26 over Miami. He joined Oregon State's Tristan Gabia as the only two FBS players to pull off the touchdown trifecta in 2020. Howell also joined former UNC standout Marquise Williams as the only Tar Heels to to score touchdowns by pass, rush, and catch in the same game. Howell finished the Miami game 14 for 19 for 223 yards. So an excellent day for Sam nonetheless. We saw Marquise Williams putting up his gif of him putting the M up and down giving kudos and praise to Sam for yet another great performance. He's been on our show. He's a friend of the Lost on Tar Heels family and mentioned how he and Sam have a great relationship that really has nothing to do with football. A lot of the times just asking how family is, asking how they are, you know, as humans, which is always great to see. Next up, we have Michael Carter running back, rushed 24 times for 308 yards, had a huge day, helped put up one of the best performances in school history, in ACC history, in FBS FBS history, all of them things. It was all Carolina all day. He included runs of 65 and 25 yards combined with Javante Williams for 544 yards to set an all-time NCAA single-game FBS record for rushing yards by two teammates. Carter's 308 yards were the second most ever by a Tar Heel and the fourth most you hear my accent getting stronger fourth most in a game in ACC history now we've got Deami Brown who called in 167 receiving yards on just four catches for an average of 41.8 yards per reception in UNC's win at Miami the big day included a career-long 87-yard reception and became the first player in Tar Heel history to record 2,000-yard receiving seasons Deami has certainly been a major weapon for 
Sam Howell. We saw that last year in their connection and their ability to find each other. The way Sam has slung the ball to Diami for the past few years has certainly been enjoyable. But more importantly, I look forward to seeing Diami on Sunday's Giants. If you're listening, we could use a receiver to help out uh, Mr. What is his name? Why am I having a brain? Why am I having a brain right now? God, me, you know, Slayton. There he is. <laughs> Mr. Slayton. We could certainly use a, another wide receiver to help us uh, next season because Lord knows Daniel Jones is not it. That's an aside. Okay, cool. Now, number four, we've got offensive lineman ACC honor of the week to Joshua Zudu, graded out as the top offensive lineman for North Carolina in our their win against Miami. He anchored an offensive line that helped set a school record with 778 yards of total offense the most yards ever allowed by the hurricanes as i mentioned before listen at the end of the day we love michael we love javante but it can't get done without the big men it can't get done if you don't win at the line of scrimmage and so credit to carolina's offensive line for seriously stepping up last year we saw that they you know they had the weapons but they could not quite win that one-on-one battle in the trenches and it has been apparent that's not having just a slate full of underclassmen and having guys who are leaders stepping up you know charlie heck did the best that he could right he wasn't exactly the most vocal leader but now we see guys who've been under the helm for a good minute and they are able to capitalize on knowing that you have good weapons, but you can only use those weapons if you do your job at the line of scrimmage. So shout out to him. Finally, we've had linebacker Jeremiah Gimmel had eight tackles, including eight, eight, including a career high two and a half tackles for loss in the number 17 Tar Heels win over Miami. We won't be 17 for long. Added two pass breakups and a half sack in King UNC's defense. Honorable mention, I would give to Chad Surratt because his fourth and one play, stopping Miami from keeping their drive alive, certainly had all of the energy that Carolina needed from a defensive side. So there was that. Now, later today, you'll see where Carolina ranks from the college football conversation. The rankings will come out. Carolina was sitting at number 17 at first before beating number 10 Miami. So I hope they land at least in the top, I would say number 12, if not boasting in number 14 at worst. That's, that's my thought process in that, but we'll certainly have to see. And I don't know. I think that at the end of the day, Carolina has proven themselves worthy of being in the top 10 conversation but those two losses against teams that are not exactly having the greatest season certainly will hinder them from being in that top top conversation but lesson learned you know if you want to be elite you got to be elite at all times you got to do the the tough the tough or the easy wins right the tough losses from the Notre Dames you can live with that but it's the Virginias it's the you know FSUs of the world that we struggle with you can't you can't sleep at the wheel if you want to be great. That's just what we're gonna have to learn. Take that hard pill to swallow and we keep rolling. So there's that. All right, now we've got to talk UNC basketball. It's always a great day to uh, jump into that basketball conversation. Got to go inside and get a look, a better look at what the Tar Heels are trying to do from a hoop perspective. We are still struggling very much so. <laughs> But they got better and they picked up a good win. Let's have that conversation next on Locked on Tar Heels. Do you ever feel like you're always on? I mean, same. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nothing but nonstop hustle all the time. Sometimes I just need to celebrate responsibly. That's when I reach for Coors Light. It's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's literally made to chill. 
It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies, perfect for a moment to unwind. It doesn't matter what team or sport is playing, Coors Light from Coors Brewing Company, Golden Colorado, is the official beer of watching any sport or team just to drink. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind, so when you need to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door at get.coorslight.com. Coming up next week, Ohio State versus UNC. We have got the Saturday game, the CBS Classic. I hope you guys are just as thrilled as I am to see Carolina play at 415. We are going to hopefully get locked on Buckeyes host Jay Stevens to talk to us about his Buckeyes on the basketball court. He is big on talking uh, Buckeyes when it comes to their football squad and their lack of games but still being in the part of the college football playoff conversation and I had him unlocked on college football he is a great listen if you have the chance to listen to locked on college football this week it is available anywhere you download podcasts all of the guys that I had on yesterday were super thrilled about their championship weekend matchup so we are I'm telling you now, I'm not saying it because I'm saying it because it's just me and I'm biased. I'm saying it because it was a really great episode and a really great inside look. And anybody from the Locked On Podcast Network is certainly a local expert who is giving you the good good when it comes to sports news. Now, Carolina faced North Carolina Central (laughs) University, and it was led by Baycott's double-double to give Carolina the win. But boy, if North Carolina did not try and blow it in those last few minutes of the game. It was all Tar Heels, really, in the second half. You know, they battled and tried to keep it close for the most part. North Carolina Central and the Eagles were certainly not going away lightly. But towards the end of the game, it felt as if Carolina just still was starting to scramble a bit and wanted to get the game away from them. Now, Armando Baycott carried Carolina in the first half. He put up eventually for the game 19 points, started out with 15. It was, you know, one of those games where somebody had to get something going, and his 19 points and 11 rebounds certainly helped the group. Followed by Caleb Love's 12 points and Dayron Sharp's 12 points. Eventually, we're going to have to get Dayron off the damn bench. So I don't know. When we need to have this come to Jesus conversation, I don't know if you need to bench um, a senior. Take that for what you want. But eventually, we got to get Dangron off that bench because he is just a different energy. And now, again, I said he might be someone that enjoys coming off and see where the play is going and see how the game is started. He might need time to warm up and see what kind of you know energy he needs to bring out on the court. But I think if given the opportunity, he could have a huge game if he starts. So, Roy, if you're listening, <laughs> go ahead and give my guy Dayron a chance at being a starter. Andrew Playtech was yet another big game. Some key clutch threes made two of those things when we needed them the most <laughs> and got things done. Carolina opened up the series with a 30-28 to 28 halftime lead and finished things off with a 43-39 to 39 score for the second half to give the final 73-67. As I mentioned, they were struggling to shoot the ball, create offense. They could not shoot from the perimeter to save their life. The Eagles were daring them to shoot. <laughs> and boy, when they dared them, they were like, and that's what I thought. It was big, that's what I thought, energy, right? <laughs> Carolina was still allowing for threes to, to, for, for the Eagles to be shooting up in space, and they dared them, and they drilled their threes, right? C.J. Kaiser had one of the best games I've seen 
from somebody who played just not scared, right? They were confident. They believed in themselves. They always expect to win games. And that's the kind of energy that Lavelle clearly was giving to his guys, right? It was not even, I felt no way that Central felt like they shouldn't be there or they can't play with the best of them. They were going toe for toe for a good minute against the Tar Heels. Now, from a field goal percentage, Carolina was 46% to Central's 44 Thirteen percent from three. Good night. That's that's terrible. I don't care what anybody says. If you want to be a top twenty-five team, which now we're sitting at number twenty-two thanks to the new rankings, you cannot have thirteen percent from. That's embarrassing. I hope you know that. I don't care. <laughs> that's what I feel. That there ain't no way in hell you should be a top twenty-five team shooting thirteen percent from three. Okay, period. Just no. Free throw percent was much better. They were at the line, I think, what, 25 to 9 times over the Eagles shot 80% from the free throw line, which was significantly better than we've seen. However, it would be one one for one. Like, they'd be able to shoot for two, and they'd only make one, and it's frustrating because you're like, you got to make both free throws. That is freaking fundamental. Carolina out-rebounded 37 to 25 and had 18 turnovers, which, again, if you can't keep it below 10, you're asking for a long day. You're getting in your own way. And that's certainly, again, what we saw from the Tar Heels. Now, I do think that we saw some progress with, you know, great defense per usual from Leaky Black and others. I do think that we picked a couple pockets having seven steals on the day. But overall, how did you guys feel about Carolina's performance? Like, yes, it was good. We won, but it was a supposed to win. Now, mind you, Roy Williams talking post game about how he want to have exhibition games with more HBCU schools, which is great. But notice how he said, notice how he said exhibition games, right? He wants to play when it doesn't count because he knows full well, as you saw on Saturday, if this was for real points and if there was a crowd in there, this might be a different conversation. And don't let these jokers play in uh, Durham. Don't let them play in the Eagles uh, Coliseum or is it Coliseum is I'll call it an arena because I don't know the proper word I'm sorry been there a thousand and three times watching volleyball games but I can't remember the name of their arena but don't let them be in that gym because I promise you it's gonna be a different conversation it's a different energy when you play in HBCU and I know that they would get their little feelings hurt walking back to Chapel Hill so you see how Roy was totally fine with playing an exhibition game which is great you know you want to still keep these guys I mean they're down the street right you should be playing the H- the NCCUs you should be playing the ANTs you should be playing the Winston-Salem States that's a given but I also want to see, let's upgrade and let's play for actual points and when it matters most. Because at the end of the day, we all know that when you can play, you can play. When you can ball, you can ball. And if anything, this season has taught us without fans, that home court advantage don't mean nothing. If you can hoop, you can hoop. That's what I feel like the NBA bubble was, right? You're going to see full well guys who can step up when it's time to step up and who want to make big plays without having everyone screaming and cheering. And all. You're going to have to find your own energy, BYOE, like Mac Brown was talking about at the beginning of the season, that's just what it is. When we saw the Syracuse game and the guys were playing kind of flat, you don't have to bring your own energy. Cool? Got it. Great. Carolina is now 4-2 on the season, 2-0 at home. They made 17 consecutive free throws. It is its last for the first half. They were 25 of 31 for the game, which was, again, a season high. They trailed by 11 points in the first half. Another slow start for the Heels, which, like I said last time, you can start slow if you want to. You're only going to be able to get away with that slow start with um, bad teams or mediocre teams, as you saw with Iowa. 
They're going to let you come back, sure, but you're gonna, they're going to also put it back on again. Game of runs. They're not going to let you creep back into the point where you really have a chance, in my opinion. You know, I thought the Iowa game was, it was cute for a minute, and then Iowa stepped on our necks, and it was just lights out, long day. <laughs> so needless to say, I'm going to need them to start a hell of a lot better than they are doing. I appreciate Armando's 19-point game. You know, I appreciate Playtech making those threes. I appreciate Dayron with his 12 points and six rebounds and two assists. I appreciate Caleb and RJ trying to create some offense. I appreciate that. <laughs> but Caleb's season-high six turnovers, got to fix that. You've got to stop making excuses for freshmen, so that's exactly what I'm going to do. I believe they have all the talent in the world, but if you cannot get it done on game day, and you heard Roy in his post-conference again talking about how these guys are great shooters. When it's practice, when it's go time, I feel like they just get scared. For whatever reason, they, they try to facilitate an offense, and it just never works out. Nobody shoots confidently. Nobody shoots nice jumpers. Nobody shoots from behind the arc. Nobody does any of that, and I don't know why. Please, at Candace D. Cooper, at Locked on Heels, explain it to me because I am confused. Confusion. I am confusion. That's that. All right, so. Carolina looks to play, like I said, Ohio State on December 19th at 4.15 for the CBS Sports Classic. And then we are right into ACC play. I don't know if you guys have been keeping tabs on games happening and not happening, but NC State has had several cancellations already on the season. So they're supposed to open up on December 22nd against NC State. But we'll see if that happens because it's just been a lot going on this year. Even having Coach... Roy Williams mentioned Mike Krzyzewski's comments towards the end of his press day. He was talking about how at the end of the day, he agrees with a couple points, right? He agreed with the fact that it's a wild time, it's a crazy time, and we might have to, you know, reevaluate what we're doing. We said a certain thing, you know, of the summertime, and it might be time to look at things differently because, I mean, every other week you're getting cancellation. Duke decided they're no longer playing any non-conference games. <laughs> they're canceling all of it. So everybody is just trying to figure it out and navigate. But like Coach mentioned, he don't lose sleep over – I know he's like, I don't – I know that Mike Krzyzewski does not lose sleep over me and my whether or not I agree with him, which is 100% fair. He doesn't live in the Twitter's worst. He doesn't live on Facebook. He doesn't live on any type of social media. So I, I know that Roy doesn't lose sleep over our comments and opinions, and I know that he has to deal with the day-to-days of all this craziness. Like, we all are just trying to survive. So there's that on that. Now – when it's all said and done, I hope that the Tar Heels perimeter shooting can finally get it together. <laughs> I hope that Carolina can figure out how to play against another Big Ten team and feel confident going into ACC play. That's just where we're at, and so that's what we're going to do. Cool. Got it. Now let's talk women's hoops, as they have experienced sometimes in Miami. It didn't go quite as planned. Let's talk about that next here on Locked on Tar Heels. BuiltGo makes you the best you at whatever you do. BuiltGo is the best workout gel on the market. It's five-hour energy without the same crash feeling, plus it's natural, so it's better for your body. It's like drinking a monster drink with a third of the caffeine and better results. BuiltGo comes in three delicious flavors, peanut butter, honey, chocolate, coconut, and my personal favorite, chocolate mint. How does Built Go work so well? Built Go gives me the kick to keep me going strong with B6 and B12 vitamins. Built Go combines energy gel with collagen protein. Collagen protein is fast absorbing, so it gets into my system fast, plus it's easy on my stomach. Visit BuiltGo.com and use promo code LOCKED and you'll get 20% off your next order. 
NBA fans, listen up. The Locked on NBA podcast is getting you ready for the start of the regular season with a special week of team preview podcasts all this week. Plus, waiver wire additions from Locked on Fantasy Basketball and rookies to watch from draft guru Chad Ford. I'll be tuning into the preview of Locked on Hornets. As you know, Charlotte is trying to change things up with LaMelo Ball. It should be an exciting time for hoops in the North Carolina area. So you've got to tune in. Subscribe to Locked on NBA wherever you get podcasts. All right. So now we've got the women's basketball news to end the day, our priceless gym segment of the day. We thought we'd pull double duty in Miami with a win for football and women's basketball, but the North Carolina women's team dropped their road game Monday afternoon, falling 67 to 63. UNC falls to five and two overall and zero and two in the ACC with the two losses coming on the road by a combined seven points. Carolina dropped the Wake Forest game early in the season. Now, both UNC and Miami were scheduled to play other opponents on Sunday, but after COVID protocols forced postponement of those games, a matchup was scheduled as quickly as Carolina could find a flight. So booked and busy, catch flight, not feelings, all right? This is just where our season is. And we talk about the men's game so much, but the fact that the women had to just find a flight in last minute notice and just be willing to go out and play, yeah, that could be a factor. <laughs> that could be a factor on struggling. The teams were set to play just once this season in Coral Gables in January, but they'll now meet twice with UM coming to Carmichael for a rematch on January 10th. January 10th happens to be the most important day of the year as it is the day that I took my first trip to Earth. All right. So if you're looking to give Candace gifts at Locked on Heels at Candace e. Cooper, I will give you my cash app, dollar sign Coop Can, all of that good stuff. So I'm just letting you know now. My birthday is going to be amazing. And so we're going to get myself hyped for that because this year has been hell. So there's that on that. Looking for Carolina to bounce back, though their next matchup comes on Thursday at 8 p.m. versus Syracuse. We talk so much again about the men's game, but the women are in the thick of it. They are in that ACC energy. You know, they're going full throttle already. And it's so hard. I can't even imagine trying to just mentally prepare after maybe a couple scrimmages in practice and already having a season trying to get through it as best you can. We saw NC State do that with North Carolina Central. We've seen other teams just find games where it's available and just hope that you get a good enough resume to propel yourself forward for your conference, you know, championship week. And then also for the NCAA tournament, which I, I they already announced for women that they're going to play in a central location in San Antonio, which is understandable. So I'm looking for the guys to do that pretty soon as well. You will hear that. I'm sure having Coach K kind of get that ball rolling, Coach uh, Capel from Pittsburgh, pretty much echoing his sentiments about it. He spoke about the fact that there just needs to be some sort of resolution to all this issue that we're having. We can't keep putting these young people through this, which is I 100% agree. We need to just step back and reflect and that would be okay to do. But you know, the almighty dollar seems to be screaming at so many NCAA officials. But what do I know? You know, at the end of the day, I'm just over here reporting to y'all the good news. Okay. That's all I have for you today. Make sure you download, subscribe to the podcast from any leave a review leave five stars that is so critical and important i am almost to a thousand listeners it would help me greatly so if you could just you know share this podcast with your friends five of your five of your friends you know if we all could just click a listen click subscribe click anything you know every single day you could get a, gr- a brand new episode talking about tar heel athletics you cannot beat that with a stick all right so there's that i hope you guys have a great tuesday make sure you stay smart and safe out there Please, for God's sake, wear a mask and as always, go heels.
You are Locked On Tar Heels, your daily podcast on the UNC Tar Heels, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.